Welcome back to the third episode of The Right to Remain Silent. Hey guys. And also our first episode that we are recording because we are not together. So we have our... Sad. Very sad. We have our new like online software that we're going to try to figure out. So bear with us because this is new and everything is just a little crazy. So Taylor, how have you been? Good. I miss you. It's so sad not being around everyone. I know it's, but I do, I have to admit, I do love being home right now and enjoying some home cooked meals and some good time away from my apartment where all I did was think about school. So that's always good. Happy to be done with finals. First year in the books. Enjoying some much needed relaxation. Um, yep, just enjoying this time before we kick it into high gear with our internships. Have you been doing anything or you just been chilling in the San Antonio? Or have you been in Austin? I've been in San Antonio. I've been in Austin some at the Lake House a little bit, but I did go to Nashville recently <gasps> with did? our bestie Reagan, and we went to the Eras Tour, as one does, and it was life-changing, so I'm still recovering. Don't think I'll ever recover, but yeah. He, but you went, I went in the middle of finals. I went in the middle of finals <laughs> because if I'm anything, it's a balanced queen, and I was going to Taylor Swift. I went in Houston, and yes. it was in the middle of finals, and- I'm very thankful I got to go. However, I think that it being in the middle of finals, like, I don't think I appreciated it enough. I just need to go again. I need to experience again. It'll never happen. No, like, no, no. It's a once in a lifetime type thing. Like, that's really cute. That's amazing. But I'm going again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so enough with the Swifty action. Um, we were thinking that for today's episode, we would do something kind of fun and do a little rapid fire Reddit session. So basically, if you know anything about the law school and the legal world, you know that there are tons of people that love to spend their time on Reddit, either providing information, whether it's accurate or not, or trying to find information. Mm -hmm. So today, we thought it would be kind of fun to go through some of those posts and see what's accurate, what's not based on our personal experience after a year of law school and going through admissions already. So yeah, that's what we're going to be up to today. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's start off with like a brief overview of our 1L experience. I would assume that like as the summer draws to an end, God, please. And we get into like more of the people starting 1L, we might go into depth a little bit more about our experience or answering more detailed questions. But let's just talk about our 1L experience, like just in a general overview now that we're done, because being finished with the first year is like 10 out of 10. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about it first, Taylor? Yeah, sure. So I would say for my 1L experience, it was pretty similar to what I had heard about law school. I think what people tell you about how the beginning is the hardest is definitely true because there is a big learning curve for how much time you spend studying and the depth that you go into material because it really is truly different from undergrad or even a different graduate program because it's just learning the law is like learning a different language essentially. And I did hear that before law school and I think that's true to an extent, but also 
I think learning a language would yeah. maybe be a little harder. But, yeah. But for the most part, the beginning of 1L was definitely more challenging than the end. Towards our second and third quarters, I let myself have a little more fun and enjoy my weekends more. And I actually think that ended up helping me because my mind was rested and I just felt more balanced. And overall, I think it was a pretty good year. I think it was probably what most people would, I don't know, consider an average 1L in difficulty. Um, It flew by super fast. The days are very short, but when you look at the days ahead of you, it feels like you'll never finish, but it really does fly by. Like, I can't believe we're already done. What about you? I feel... Well, I don't know about you, but I'm assuming that everyone feels this way. And if you don't, like, you need to do a check on yourself. I was literally terrified to start. I was, like, mortified. The anxiety I had was out of control. And I'm not saying that you should be anxious. But, like, you should have a healthy amount of fear because, one, that's going to keep you humble. You are going to, like, mess up in front of your peers. Everyone does it. And having this, like, foundational sense of fear will make like the fall from grace a little bit easier. Um, I was terrified and I have really loved our experience. I mean, it was really hard. I feel like I have worked harder than I ever have before. I was really challenged, but the challenge is rewarding because at the end of the day, you do learn and exams suck and they like knock you down when you already feel like you're down. Um, but you leave and in the moment, of course, you're, it's stressful, but you really don't realize until it's you're done with the round of finals how much you did learn, even if you feel a little bit discouraged after finals. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like crazy how much information we've learned and how much we're going to retain because of the way that law school is taught. Um, so I think that overall, it was it was a really rewarding experience, but certainly incredibly challenged I feel like I was challenged in my personal life like with relationships and just also remembering who I was through law school because I think it's easy to to forget who you are and just have the identity of a student and I think that going into the second quarter and the third quarter having that excuse to leave Waco or just not even having to leave Waco obviously not everyone's leaving Waco but just doing something on the weekends that's not law school like watching baseball or going to visit gave me an excuse. And I found that in those two quarters where I was leaving to go watch baseball, I was not burnt out by the time it got to finals. Whereas first quarter or even like a little bit of second quarter, I just felt like I couldn't study. Like I just couldn't do it. Whereas third quarter, I was gone a lot. I was watching baseball. Obviously I was balancing school. School is way more important than baseball and visiting Wilson. But having that like division and barrier made me such a like happier person and reminded me of who I was outside of law school. And I feel like that made friendships with people a lot easier because it's like, okay, now Taylor and I share more than just law school. Like we actually have personalities. And I feel like a lot of people let that fall to the wayside, but that is probably an episode in itself. But I feel like at the end, I remembered who I was and actually like did things that I really enjoyed. I got back into exercising and didn't feel like a shell of a human being, which it's really easy to fall into feeling like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think in hindsight, like having finished one year, 
it's also cool to think about like I know like sometimes when you're in the thick of it it doesn't feel like it but it really is a privilege to go to law school like only so many people get to experience this and become lawyers and become attorneys and so I think that is just really cool to reflect on that we're just one step closer to being a part of that group and so I don't know I think it's something that's worth celebrating so yeah that's kind of how our first year has gone and happy to have it over with but lots of good memories and experiences and friendships that came out of it so also so if you have questions for us you can either email us on the email that's in the caption or you can comment on our tiktok which is rtrs podcast so right to remain silent podcast it's just abbreviated but yeah so Follow us, ask us questions. We want to interact Mm -hmm. with you guys, get to know you guys, how we can help answer your questions and make this a better platform for y'all. So yeah. And before we go into our Reddit vibes, I think going off of what you just said, this is a good time to remind you that if you are listening on Spotify, please subscribe or follow our podcast on the podcast page. It's really helpful for us to see who's listening Also, under every podcast, we put a poll and like a question and answer where you can actually put um, episode ideas or questions you have under that. So it'll be underneath the Spotify podcast. And then if you're listening on Apple, please leave us a review. Same with Spotify. We would love to hear back from y'all other than like nameless people that we see on the backside of Spotify. So thank you for taking time to listen. Also, you can share with a friend. That would be awesome too. Yes. Okay, so now let's get into this Reddit rapid fire. So I'm just going to pull up Reddit and go on the law school subreddit and try to find some things that, I don't know, jump out to me. So guys, if you find Reddit one, is a crazy place. Yeah, Reddit, <laughs> Reddit you know, it can be helpful sometimes, but <laughs> there are some crazy people on that app. Okay, this one's really good and I've seen this all the time too. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. And this is, um, we're not shaming who's asking these questions, but some of them are really funny. Okay. Okay. Zero L here. So they're going into law school, wondering whether I should study the summer prior to attending. Should someone, someone recommended that I read supplements, listen to audiobooks of what all courses just to get a general understanding. Has anyone done the same? What should I study before entering? So you go to law school to study the law? So you don't need to learn the law before. Like, I promise. Like, I I understand this post because I was kind of one of those people that feels kind of panicked when they don't have anything to do, especially when you're going into something new like law school. Like, And so I was super nervous about that. So I totally understand where this person's coming from. But no, you don't need to learn any specific type of law or basic civil procedure rules or torts or you know, whatever it may be, because you're going to learn exactly what your professor wants you to learn for their exam. So don't worry about trying to get a head start or whatever. If I would recommend anything for the summer before going into law school, it would be to relax, read for fun, like just get used to reading a lot because you're going to read a lot, but you don't have to be reading like encyclopedias and random shit like that. Like just read for fun, like whatever you would normally read. Yes, I agree. I also think that 
the summer is like your last summer of freedom. And I know that sounds so negative, but like sleep, do everything that you want, maybe get into a routine of exercising so that like, it's easy to move your body when you get, but like focus on things that you like, be with people that you love and just don't worry about law school. Also, because when you get to law school, the way the professors teach and want you to retain information is most likely going to be specific to them. So if you've mm-hmm. learned one way of learning and your teacher's the complete opposite, well, you have to scrap everything you learned. And yeah. as far as resources, the book that I really loved that I think might help people that feel this way was, what is it? The Law School Confidential. I didn't read all of it. I skimmed it. But part of the chapter, like at the beginning, um, gives you an overview of what like are the most normal 1L topics. And it gives you like a page overview of like what torts is. And that is about as baseline information that you need. I don't even really think you need that. But if you're stressing out, I was one of those. I read that book. And honestly, I found like it was helpful. I don't think it was like the secret to success. Um, But I really liked that. And then I think if you're going to study anything, I think like a baseline understanding of the U.S. government, like the three branches, what the Supreme Court is, like that's really all that you need to know. I also just want to say I was never like a government or history kid. Like those were those subjects were never my like forte. So like if you don't if you feel like you're you don't have a solid understanding of those things, like don't worry. Like a lot of kids that were pre-law in undergrad like poli sci way more familiar with those things yeah but don't stress like i was a business major mel you were a business major so like i didn't know anything don't fret. i didn't know anything okay. and we're here to tell the tale yeah. today okay did you do you have yeah look at us we're fine <laughs> we're fine oh <laughs> uh, yeah i found one this is kind of just a small one but someone was asking is it bad to not be on LinkedIn and they feel that it could have hurt them during job applications not having it? What 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 do you think about that, Mel? I feel like LinkedIn. Okay, I feel like LinkedIn is like your Instagram like in the dating search as jobs. So like if you swipe with someone on like Hinge or whatever and you want more information, <laughs> like you're going to go to their Instagram and I think that when someone's looking into you for a job search and they want more information, like they want to stalk you, LinkedIn is going to be the first place they go. So I think that, I don't think it's going to hurt you, but I think it would definitely help you. And it also takes like 10 minutes to make a LinkedIn. Yep. And there's also, I'm sh- Not hard. sure whatever undergrad or law school you go to, like my undergrad and my program had a bunch of like information on how to make a LinkedIn and you it's very easy. I don't think it will hurt you, but I don't see why you wouldn't do it. It's easy to make. And also, I actually, during, um, like, the recruiting season this year, I got LinkedIn Premium, and you can just do the free trial or whatever. And it's nice because you're able to, like, click on people's profiles without them knowing. And also, you can message people that you're not friends with, which is nice because then if there is – someone who works at an office that you're interested in interning for but they don't necessarily have a position and you can't find a good number email you can reach out to them via LinkedIn and that's a super super valuable resource so it can't hurt but it can definitely help I think I like I like that you said that Mel that was a good one thanks Taylor (laughs) all right what else you got um, okay this one this one makes me laugh 
I rarely take notes in class. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, Probably. <laughs> like, what are you doing then? I mean, okay, so I totally get, like, sometimes I really, I do get the, like, sitting there and absorbing and really engaging because you do have to be actively listening. And I understand that sometimes when you're taking notes, you can just kind of be, like, only like passively listening to what they're saying or like writing down on the board or the slides or whatever but unless you have a great memory you're gonna forget Mm -hmm. a lot of the things if you're not taking notes and just sitting there and listening so I think some sort of note taking is really important even if it's like chicken scratch professors have a specific way that they're gonna teach and you want to make sure that you get everything down that they're saying and the way that they're saying it. And I think that maybe this person has a class or a professor kind of like our contracts class where like a lot of the cold call and discussion is about the facts of the case. And you might think that you already have the facts of the case. Like you just feel like they're going over what you already read. And I can understand how you would feel like you don't need to write it down. But one, I think writing it down for the second time, getting it in your brain But two, I think you're going to write down what the professor has determined as actually important, whereas you might have like a dissertation on the whole case and they're going over the important parts. And that is important for you when you're taking an exam Mm -hmm. to really be able to pick out what the important parts of a fact pattern is. And I think that it's important that you are taking notes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I found another one. (laughs) This one's kind of funny, but I don't think they meant it to be funny, (laughs) but they said, are there really professors out there who just quote unquote vibe check with their exams? And they said, like the type that reads an essay and thinks, hmm, that's pretty good. I'll give an A. And others who read and go, meh, not great, but not bad. I'll give a B. And um, friends were telling this poster that this was common. And I, I would say it's not. What, what's your take on this? I feel like it's not simply because you're going to seek feedback on an exam, or at least at our school, you can get feedback. I'm assuming all schools are like that. How do you get better without feedback? But Mm -hmm. um, they are going to have pretty detailed rubrics. However, I do feel like we had one professor that I could see doing that. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, but okay. I'll have to ask you. Just think about, <laughs> like, I just feel like we had rubrics in all of our classes except for one. Mm. And you could go back and you could, like, look at the rubric for all these classes. So in that class, like, no, if you don't spot the issue and you don't say this, like, it's very clear where the points are taken off. However, yeah. I could see how some professors would just vibe check and, like, write things in the margin and that be it. But most of our classes were super structured Um, And I feel like that is really necessary because you want it to be consistent. And if you're just vibe checking, it's not, but I, I can see how that would be the vibe, but, or that would be something that happened, but that I don't think we've really ever experienced something like that. It's normally very organized, but what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Also um, like most, I would say at all schools, I would think, but most schools, um, the, tests when they're grading them are anonymous like they just have Mm -hmm. like the test id they don't know who they are so they can't be swayed like by their favorite student like they can't purposefully give that person an a or something because they don't know whose work they're reading um 
Yeah, like this person was saying that their friends were telling them it's common, so I don't know where their friends go to law school, but I yeah. I don't know. Anyways. I just think that's really unfair. Like, if you're working really hard and that's something that maybe you should talk to maybe people in the administration at your school because that yeah. is not a fair way to be graded when you're putting in a lot of effort and you want yeah. to improve. Yes, but I will say sometimes professors like certain structures for writing styles like you'll learn about like Iraq and Kriak and stuff but that's not necessarily like vibes but you can always take your work if your professor allows you to to your professor like show them something you wrote up or if they have a practice exam or something and get their feedback ask them to maybe mark it up for you so you can see like how they might grade something and that can always help you like tailor your essays to what they're looking for but again if they're basing it off vibes solely, then you're yeah. out of luck for that. But I don't, I would be very surprised if, if any law school actually had any professors grading off of vibes. Yeah, so. that's so unfair. Like, I'm not vibing with your exam. I have to take it. Like, sorry. <laughs> I'm not vibing with writing your exam. <laughs> no, no. So annoying. Okay. Um, this one is award winning. Oh, is going to is law that? school. <laughs> Is going to law school worth it? Honest answer, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll give you the lawyer answer. Yes. Depends. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know already, you'll know very soon. Well, I'm about to tell you that, like, that's like the go-to answer for any question in the legal world is it depends because it will always depend. But yes, in my opinion, in my opinion, it depends on who you are, why you would go to law school, what kind of life you want to lead after law school. And so I don't know. For me, I think it is worth it. I I know I want to make a lot of money and that is something that being an attorney can provide for me because I want to be able to financially provide for a family in the future. I know I want a big family. And also, I'm. it's just really interesting to me. And I know I will never be bored at my job because this is something that I can't get tired of. Like, obviously, I can get tired of studying it. But, you know, the material, like, that was one thing, looking back at 1L, that I was really excited about because, as we talked about in an earlier episode, you know, I kind of decided to go to law school on a whim. I didn't know a ton about it, but I thought it would be something cool and interesting. And looking back at my first year, I'm really happy with my decision to go to law school because everything that I learned was super interesting. And there was no material where I was like, oh, this is so boring. Like, unlike some of my undergrad classes that you just kind of have to get through, I felt like all of my classes I've taken so far have been really interesting and fulfilling in the way that I've been challenged intellectually, but also interested personally. So for me, yes, generally speaking, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that is an excellent answer. And I think that law school is really challenging. So I think it's an independent assessment, kind of like what you said. It definitely depends. And I think that choosing to go to law school, people have a lot of different reasons. And actually, we went to a really, my friend Claire, our friend Claire and I went to a really interesting um, lunch for pre-law students at Baylor undergrad. And we spoke on a panel as law students. And 
they had this incredible in-house lawyer um, that worked at Apple, I believe. And she was amazing. And she talked about her why for law school and the value that was that she was bringing to law school and what it would bring to her. And it was a really beautiful analysis. And I don't want to do it any injustice because it was so interesting. But if your why is to make money, like that's okay. If your why is to make a difference, that's okay. If your why is both, fabulous. I think that you really have to think about what you're sacrificing. This is three years of constant studying, three years of your life that you're not going to get back. Definitely think it depends, but I swear to God, if someone gets married, if I see another engagement on my Instagram, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Okay. Um, Not to like completely change the vibe, but I found an interesting one. Okay. So... This person says, thinking about selling feet pics to pay my tuition, would this be an ethics violation or should I go for the bag? Um, Melanie, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> I think you should go for the bag. And I, <laughs> simply because I don't see how it would be an ethics violation. I personally haven't done this. But it's a stream of income and law school's really expensive. And if that's how you're going to make your money, I don't see it's not illegal, right? I don't know. It's not illegal. It's not, I, it's not illegal. It's not like, I think, I mean, like if you're trying, fans aren't illegal, then I don't think selling feet pics would be illegal. Yeah. I, I was going to say, we, we haven't taken like, that class. Yet. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I think if you're like taking nudes and you're posting them on OnlyFans, that would be where I'd say, please don't do this. This is no bueno. But I think like if this is your stream of income, okay, no judgment for me. Okay, that kind of reminds me of in Grey's Anatomy, I feel like the first season when Izzy, she was like, I don't know if she was a nude model or just a bikini model, but like she was in the magazines and all of that to pay for med school. And like, yeah, some other interns are like making fun of her, but like, that's how she paid for it. So yeah, get that. but also, I don't see how feet pics are different than being a bartender. Like I just don't see the difference. Okay. So I would say this one thing, don't do anything in real life or online that you don't want your future employer to find out about that you would be embarrassed to share because like posting a funny video, like our silly little TikToks, like that's that's not really embarrassing. Well, because mm-hmm. we own it, like whatever, we're weird. Yeah. But I don't know, like if you would be willing to own that to your future employer, like don't let me stop you. But I promise you, there are so many random side hustles out there that you can just like randomly discover. Like, even, like, selling cookies and stuff at your law school. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's what? not... What? Taylor, what? <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. That's not allowed. Why? Like, a bake I sale? I don't think that you can have an independent bake sale. <laughs> okay, wait, school. never mind. Probably not. But, like, okay, you can post in your group me, like, hey, Taylor's <laughs> Taylor's politely <laughs> saying... Taylor's... <laughs> Taylor's politely saying, don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, I politely, like, there are other ways to get money, people. Like, sell your old clothes on Poshmark. Like, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I'm not selling pictures of my feet. But I don't think there's an ethical issue, which is the question. Yes, that is true. Um, 
Also, you can work out your law school's library. Ours posts every quarter that they need yeah. people to work at the desk. So I always see that. I'm like, know. maybe I want to do yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, I just have to say this. Someone commented on this feet pics post. Um, Dip your toe in. <laughs> Test the waters. <laughs> I think you I think that if that's the point you've gotten to, like things are rough and you do you. Dip your yeah. toe in. Get some loans. Try to get some scholarships. I don't know. Just there are other ways. <laughs> it's a rough it, it's expensive. Law school's expensive. I totally we see you. Yeah. Okay. So that is just a small snippet into the world of law school subreddit which if you ever have some free time highly suggest you just scroll on there because it is just as entertaining as tiktok or instagram or whatever you kids look at these days (laughs) (laughs) but seriously like if you have any legitimate questions as we said earlier you can always ask us we're only two people but we have a whole bunch of friends and resources to help you guys So we're more than happy to answer any questions and provide any help in any way we can. But yeah, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we can't wait to catch up with you more. Bye. Bye.